Freddie Montgomery is the new Clarksville fire chief. He chats with Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble about making the move from Hopkinsville to Clarksville, the importance of being involved in the community, and he shares some important information for Fire Prevention Week. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Well, welcome to Clarksville. Thank you. I'm happy welcome to be here. Welcome to our show. He came a long way. Yeah. I did. Came all the way from Hopkinsville. <laughs> About 20-something miles. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had quite a career uh, in fire. Yes. Yes, I have. I've uh, 25 years at Hopkinsville. And That's a the, long time. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last five years as chief uh -huh. uh, of Hopkinsville. So I was able to retire and do what not many have done. I, I think I was, uh, well, I'm sure I was the first fire chief to retire from Hopkinsville and actually go to another chief's position. Really? So um, you retired and then decided, no, nah, I'm not gonna try, I'm gonna go do this some more. Right, yeah. yeah. I feel like I was still young, still had a lot mm -hmm. to offer. Uh, had a, a real good department in Hopkinsville and, and mm -hmm. you know, always promoted growth and all that stuff. And I just kind of, uh, I felt like I talked the talk for a while and I wanted yeah. to show them that, uh, you know, a chief is able to take it to the next step instead of retiring and then staying around yeah. to tell everybody how to do things. Well, I, I tell you, you can tell about his first move that he's a man that makes great decisions because he chose Clarksville, That's right? right. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about why you were interested in Clarksville and what, what intrigued you about our community. You know, uh, growing up in Hopkinsville, Clarksville was where we came to do everything. You know, mm -hmm. we were kids, you know, if, yep. you, if you didn't get your shoes in Clarksville, you, you clothes shopping and stuff like that in Clarksville. So it's right in the backyard. Um, it's bigger city. Uh, as you know, Clarksville is kind of on the move, right. you know, yeah. and, and I love my little hometown, but I wanted to branch out. Uh, my wife, she's originally from California. So bigger city is appealing to her. Um, we had, uh, you know, been in Hopkinsville, you know, that department kind of moved to, you know, be one of the premier departments in the state of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And we were never really, uh, we're so far away from everything, where everything happens in Kentucky. They just kind of considered us a Tennessee department, but we were never really connected uh, with Tennessee. I didn't, I think I probably knew two people from Clarksville Fire Department. Wow. Uh, You're kind of an island there in Hopkinsville? Yeah, we are. We're, you know, we, we call it the Golden Triangle up mm -hmm. where, you know, Lexington and all that stuff and Frankfurt where everything happens. Uh, so we're kind of out on our own. So we had to be really innovative and we didn't have much help. You know, so it was just appealing. Moving here is always in, in you know, right in, in my backyard. And, mm -hmm. you know, we came here to every weekend to eat and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So when the position came open, I just, you know, it's actually, you know, I told my wife just a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, if, if that ever comes open, yeah. I'm going right to put mean. my name in there, you know, and, and it did. And I was I was fired up. I was, you know, coming after it. So. Mm -hmm. This good opportunity. So now, and I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, but um, I know that in Hopkinsville they do toy drives because our country station Beaver partners with them on that. I didn't yes. know if you realized that was oh, us yeah. as well. Yes, yes. So you, I have, because you kind of help start that as you were there so you've kind of always had a heart for giving mm -hmm. back to the community i would assume yes yes and, and that toy drive there is, is big too mm -hmm. but uh it's uh yeah you know i'm i'm one of those that want to uh I, I just feel a need to connect the fire department to the community because we we need so much as fire departments all of our uh things are expensive trucks and stuff like mm -hmm. that so you know uh not only that the firemen are 
your hero, even from like a little kid. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to have that, to be that approachable and be connected to the community, I just think it's a natural occurrence. It yeah, be. it's, you know, in my opinion, it's important to me that the public not uh, only meet us on bad terms, like mm -hmm. when there's a bad call, yep. you know, that's when, you know, firemen, it's our nature. I mean, that's our thing. We just want to do that and be left alone. But mm -hmm. I just think it's important to meet us on better terms, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, out in the community and doing good things like that. And those toy drives are just, I mean, they that kind of, you know, goes over to Christmas and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, they see you out there making that effort to, to do those toy drives, and then they see it all come together later on in the year when you're able to, you know, do Christmas for kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, the the first responders, of course, we appreciate all of our first responders, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of your uh, employees have second jobs. Yes. You know, so they'll, mm -hmm. uh, whatever your shift is, uh, you can tell me how they do their shifts, but I know uh, one of them, uh, you know, redid my wood floors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have not only their first responder, but they're also, uh, have other jobs in the community and then you know you get to know their their kids in our schools and there's just so many ways to partner and get to know you guys but uh, we definitely appreciate what you guys do for thank sure you. thank you it's not an easy job because you get to i mean you guys see the worst of things happening and i can imagine that from a psyche standpoint that's always really easy yeah that is you know that's one of the things that that we're we're realizing in the fire service we need to take care of ourselves and take care of each other you know uh, ptsd uh, there was uh more suicides in the fire service than line of duty deaths for the last couple mm -hmm. years. Really? So mental health and cancer exposure is their two major pushes in the fire yeah. service right now. And we, you know, firefighters, they just never really think about those two things. You know, you, it's always the macho thing and I'm, I'm doing all right, but we see a lot. I mean, we're the first on the scene to, to all kinds of, you know, horrible calls and, and we have to mentally take care of ourselves. It's, it's a different world now where people are more attached and everything's more instant, you know, with social media and stuff like that. So back in the day where you make one of those calls and you could walk away from the call. Now you make the call and it's on Facebook before you get to the station and, you know, people are voicing their opinion and, you know, sometimes even say what the fire department did wrong or did right. So they've all got an opinion. Yes. That's, that's the world we live We've in. We've all got an opinion for sure. <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, to speak to that for just a minute, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize that you guys are much more than just putting out fires. Right, if there's a right. traffic accident on the interstate, you're the first ones there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I don't think even a lot of people realize that that is the huge role mm -hmm. of the fire department. Yeah, it's it's uh, all in, in encompassing. You know, I, I used to, you know, when I was in Hopkinsville, the Hopkinsville Fire Department ran fire and EMS, you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. dual role. And, and one of my things I used to always say, if the police couldn't uh, take it to jail, then it was our responsibility, yeah. you know, and, and it's like that here. I mean, we do, you know, uh, all we do first responder call on the EMS incidents. You know, we have a, a boat team that we do water rescues and boat fires and car wrecks and, you know, people, uh, have fallen in the floor and just need help up. You know, mm -hmm. we're the city's insurance policy. You know, we're, we're you know, some of these people are getting older and they don't have family and they need somebody to call. So we need to be open to, you know, showing up to somebody's house and, and turning off the water heater before it ruins yeah. their house. You know, we can't right. fix the, 
we can't fix the water heater, but we can save them, you know, a little pain, a little headache by just being being there for them. We're there for 24 hours. It's an emergency to them. We want to treat it like it's an emergency yeah. to us. And I'm not sure that even I realize uh, how many calls you get, say, in a day. Because yeah. it's not always about a fire. You call mm-hmm. a fireman, but there's so many other things that you yeah. just spoke spoke to. Yeah, Do you have any over, data on? We're just over 14,000. Uh, 14,000 calls a year. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. um, so do the math. That's a little over. That, they, you stay busy daily. Yeah, they, and- they're, yeah they're very busy. Uh, th- you know, they do the shift commanders. They, they shoot me a morning report yeah, yeah. Uh, every morning before they go off shift. Uh, we call it like a pass on report. Yeah. Just so we know uh, kind of a snapshot of what they had and some things that the the shifts might want to consider that's coming on and I mean yeah. it's it's you know those rescues are you know 30 to 50 runs a day and then we have our fire calls and false alarms and and all that stuff that we respond to. How many to, so. stations are there in Montgomery County? Uh, well in Clarksville there's yeah. 12. Okay. Uh, we have yeah. 12 stations and we run a rescue truck that assists on EMS calls out of six of those. Uh, so uh, it's, so it's a, just a little smaller truck that can get places. Yes, get can. get places. They have specialized equipment for cutting cars and different mm-hmm. types of rescues that yeah. are on those uh, that are on those trucks, and they're they're pretty fast. You probably see them running around. They're the smaller trucks. Yeah, that, I've seen them. They kind of drive like they have no brakes on them sometimes. Here's the thing that gets me: when you hear sirens, you're supposed to get out of the way, people. That's yes, what that means. yes, yes. People don't. They're they're. No. I don't know if the music's too loud or mm-hmm. they've got to finish their text message. Or they've or, got their headphones on listening. Yes. I tell you, you, you see it over the years, just having to drive in that mm-hmm. emergency traffic, you know, sometimes, and especially with the way this community is growing and the traffic and, you know, on some streets, there's just no lane, <laughs> you right. know, and you, you're kind of, you know. Well, let's, let's talk about that because growth in Clarksville is a huge um, conversation mm-hmm. and somewhat a huge issue right absolutely now. Yeah. so what are what is the fire department I mean how are you guys preparing to handle that growth because the more growth the more calls the more fires the more issues there will be right you know the Clarksville fire rescue we're set up you know we have some divisions that look at that take a different view of different parts you know mm-hmm. like we have our uh, fire prevention division with our fire marshal and he looks at the buildings that are uh, coming to town you know we're on the, the front end of all those different okay. types of industry and uh, we are on the list to help approve like different uh, neighborhoods when they're being built. That's the prevention piece. Yeah, so prevention does that side of it. Training kind of looks at the big picture on, you know, if there's certain type of industry or certain, you know, uh, types of buildings that are coming to town, they'll get some ideas on how we prepare for that. The fire suppression side of it, those guys are always looking at ways to improve fire suppression. so as far as that, it, it's a, it's a, we kind of take an overall view um, at the growth of the city, and it is something that's that's on our minds constantly because you know even if we, uh, even if we figure we need certain things, and we still have to consider traffic patterns and and you know, mm-hmm. and uh, population and stuff like that. So. Um, it is not something that we can, uh, you know. I, I think we're kind of playing uh, catch up right now you know we're, right right yeah. because it's growing so fast mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately we're on the beginning of those conversations you know we're we're at an uh, ISO 2 rating right now uh, and that that is something that uh, we're we're 
basically graded uh, to to show our capabilities yeah. and, and and everything. So we're we would like to get to an ISO one. You know, that takes a commitment from the entire community. You know, everybody that we touch, you know, the water department and the dispatch and all that yeah. stuff, everything's got to come together to get an ISO 1. Uh, but in doing that, that kind of, it's like our report card that shows what we're ready for and our capabilities. So uh, ISO 1 would be part of our uh plan to keep up with the growth because if you can is maintain ISO one the highest you can go yes it is there's only i think 10 percent of fire departments in the u.s that are iso one and uh, just because some of our listeners may not understand that what that means to the general population is the high it means that how quickly you can respond well to it, report card it, it does and it's it's several things and it takes in response time and all this stuff but what it does to the community is it reduces their insurance, the homeowner's insurance. Yeah. yes it, it reduces that premium um, because you have a fire department that's checked all these boxes and they can provide this service. So our training level is taken into account, our water supply, our dispatch capabilities, our response times, uh, all that stuff is taken into account. The equipment that we have, you know, if we have enough aerial ladders and, mm -hmm. you know, engines and all that stuff. Yeah. So everything is taken, to an, taken into account and we're given an overall score. And that's, that's usually a good... Uh, you know, good uh, way to gauge how you're keeping up with your community. Because if we couldn't get an ISO because of our infrastructure on our water, then right. that lets us know, hey, our water we supply is not good enough. So they can come into the fold and, and start helping on that. So it's an overall mm -hmm. overall thing. It's yeah. just not, hey, we got a good fire department, you know. So we got a good fire department with dispatchers that get the right information and the water supply that's sufficient to keep up with, you know, all the structures that we have here. So. Well, in the grand scheme of things, because we are putting our resources in the right places, that's just going to go back to the homeowners and the taxpayers and save them money on their homeowners insurance. Yes, yes. So, so I'm, as you're telling what you need or, mm -hmm. or how to get to a ne the next level, I'm sure you've probably reviewed last year's budget, which you didn't have a part of. Mm -hmm. The budget process starts in early 2020. Do you have a wish list? of uh everybody you know, has it, wish lists charlie i know i'm trying to <laughs> of you know there's the equipment there's the training piece there's the amount of employees piece and all that costs money right yes, yes. so have, have you started your wish list yes and, uh, i have i do have a wish list so you know just anybody i think yeah, yeah would coming mm -hmm. from outside uh would would see um yeah. and clarksville fire rescue i mean we've we're we've adapted pretty well but it's time to catch up, you know, yeah. in my opinion. So all, all of that is in my wish list. You know, personnel, uh, I'd like to make, uh, you know, both sides of the city self-sufficient. You know, sometimes we have a little hard, just because of traffic, you know, it's yeah. one of those things yeah. that we, we're in the point now we need to adjust to that. So the north side of town, a little easier to get to some places, but we have some outstations that it's harder to get a command officer over there, so yeah, we need to look at... if you have an issue on Wilma Rudolph, you're in trouble. Yes, right. Especially at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, so, mm -hmm. and those are things we have to take account for. You know, the fire service has... Um, you know, structural things that we need to have in place uh, mm -hmm. to ensure that, you know, if they have a fire somewhere and nobody can get to them, they still have the things that they need for the initial fire attack. So, you know, we need to look at things like that. Some of our equipment um, is a little older uh, and we need a replacement plan yeah. uh, for those equipment, for the, those types of equipment. So uh, 
NFPA, you know, which is a fire standard that we go by, they're requiring more, uh, you know, more people on scene for certain types of fires. So we need to look at those numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a pretty, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to get sticker shock. It's a pretty yeah, uh, it's big, big plan. Right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and, you know, I'm the kind of person I'm just going to throw it out there. I want to have a plan to get us to yeah. a certain, mm -hmm. certain point. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a big wish list, but it can be broken down into, in the, in the pieces. Yeah, uh, a five-year you know. plan. Right, you right. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, that's there, cool. There's nothing, nothing that I, that I, dislike more than when it when I see elected officials and I'm not picking on city county state you know whatever but when they say well can we put that fire truck off for a year right well you mm -hmm. can do anything you want to but then your maintenance costs go up your mm -hmm. dependability goes down right. I mean there's a there's a lot of things when you when you're nitpicking a couple hundred million dollar budget how for, much does a fire truck yeah. cost well it depends the the average fire truck the smaller trucks are i would say about five hundred thousand okay. uh, dollars there's some aerial devices that are at about a million and or 1.5 mm -hmm. uh, and we're in the situation where we we yeah. need both yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah, sure. so you know you're, you're looking at you know those types of mm -hmm. equipments you know it's just uh and any other organization could get you know 10 or 15 vehicles for the cost it it takes us to get one you know like right. compared to police cars or something like that you know yeah. it's it's easier to have a replacement plan on you know 10 or 15 police cars than it is that to have cost one or man. two you know fire, fire trucks. trucks if i need that you know need. right if i need an aerial device and a and a engine truck you're looking at two million dollars right off the yeah. bat you know and so uh, we see we see the bang for our buck, but it's hard to deliver yeah. that to anybody else because you know one of the things about fire trucks is you know they cost a lot of money. These guys wash them every day, you mm -hmm. know. So even mm -hmm. our our worst fire truck over there will probably look pretty good. Pretty when sparkly. It, yeah, it's it's it. But then when you move it and yeah. you see the oil and everything, and you think that's our connection to the outside world, you know mm -hmm. those guys are inside yeah. a burning building that's connected to that. So that's what we have to look at because the truck is going to look good and it, you know it'll start up and but you know you have but to look at safe? the big picture right right I, I have one more question you you mentioned we were talking about traffic and Wilma Rudolph and all these kind of things so I'm sure your drivers know their way around the city right mm -hmm. and we're growing so there's new roads and they may not know the name of the road or whatever but how do they know the fastest way when according to traffic what do you use something that tells you go this way instead of that way because there's well, less traffic? There's a couple things that come into play. Some of the guys just know. You know, we have engineers that yeah. serve in the engineer position. They know roads to avoid certain times of day. Yeah. Um, one of the things I brought on board that I was familiar with using is a, is an app. It's called Active 911. Okay. Um, and when that call comes in, I actually you know, I, I get caught looking at my watch most yeah. of the time. I have this fancy little Apple watch. But that call comes in, and you can hit it. And it gives you information on the call but it also has GPS so and it is real time so yeah. as soon as you hit that it'll tell you which way to go now the guys in the in the trucks they also operate off the CAD system um, that it's come straight from dispatch they have the little tough book computers like you yeah, see yeah. a lot in police cars but mm -hmm. that gives that uh, navigates as well so okay. we've got two or three tools there that give us real-time navigation that uh, it, it's pretty and believe me I need it I'm the yeah. new guy that you know I know the major roads uh, uh, but uh, you know as far as cutting through some of these places they can get a little difficult yeah. so technology is amazing yeah I, I it is always it been is, curious about it that. Is, uh, uh -huh. yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit uh, about Fire Prevention Week. And I know that you got, we talked about serving the community and you mentioned that you wanted to um, not just be the guy that shows up in a emergency situation, but mm -hmm. a neighbor. Right. So let's talk about some of the things that like the fire department's doing. Like I know during Fire Prevention Week, you guys are partnering with Domino's. Can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the Domino's thing, it's uh, its pretty good. You you order a pizza from Domino's and the fire department, there's two days there. I think the 10th and the 11th. I think it's 10th and 11th, like three to six, isn't it? Three to five. Three to five, uh -huh. okay. And, and you order a pizza and they will pick random uh, deliveries and go with them to make the delivery. If you have a working smoke detector, you get a free pizza. So a fire truck could show up in my house. Right. What are my neighbors going to freak out? <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll come to a business as well. Uh, uh, Maybe. Yes. You know. Maybe. Don't no, no, we're gonna, I think it's going to. We're going to stick to residential. Okay. Yeah. Right. On, on those, because uh, the businesses usually have a different Charlie type of alarm Charlie system. Yeah, I was going to order and try to get something delivered down to work, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Your that's your, okay. your detector should be working. If not, mm -hmm. we'll just shut you down. <laughs> yeah, well, Take, we, eat, we, eat we pizza appreciate with you. That. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> so if the fire if the fire alarms are working, they get their pizza for free. Right, right, yeah. and if not, they get a free smoke detector or change batteries, whatever's needed uh, in that yeah, situation. So that's it is it is pretty good and there's lots of things you know the fire prevention division they are super busy you know they send me a snapshot of their calendar uh the fire marshal was actually doing a tour uh this morning uh, with a group of kids oh, so. i hope he's not doing a tour here and he can make sure my hallways are getting cool <laughs> <laughs> we'll check on the way out okay. <laughs> but uh you know we're we're working on uh you know, I've talked to those guys about some other initiatives, you know, where we could kind of get the kids involved writing a fire safety essay. That's something I used to do, you know, mm -hmm. have a, have, you know, each, each middle school will have a kid, have the kids write an essay in the winter. You know, you go to their house and pick them up on a fire truck and take them to school. And that's oh, usually, that would be really usually cool. Usually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So lots of, lots of different initiatives we've got. Uh, I even think even having it so the winning class would come to the fire station. I think the kids would love that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you you guys are there all day you just kind of take it for granted that it's sparkly but those kids i mean oh, yeah. they look up to you guys those little kids they do know? they light mm -hmm. up when they come in there mm -hmm. it's it's, it's uh, something to watch mm -hmm. but yeah so fire prevention month it is it's it's uh it's kicked off you know we take the the firehouse around the different schools and uh teach them about fire safety send brochures home and, and is different it still things like stop drop and roll it's stop drop and roll <laughs> <laughs> stop drop and roll uh yeah. close your door you know that's uh -huh. a big one that hadn't really hadn't really got out much we've pushed it a little bit but i think that so if there's fire just, in the house close your door yeah or sleep with your door closed you know that's that's uh there's a lot of videos actually i saw one on on facebook just a couple of days ago where there's a house fully involved and you could look at that house from the outside and tell which door was closed you yeah. know because fire will get a head start on you but if your door's closed and you know there was fire rolling out of every window except the one where the door was closed we so. had a deal with our kids and i think that all parents should have those conversations that if there is a fire this is how you get out this is you how you get out and we meet right here mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a joke because you know sometimes when you're cooking the fire alarm goes off like if they hear the fire alarm, we have to pretend that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear. It's good so, to hear. But anyway, so yeah. um, 
You guys also give help the bikers who care with toys. Yes, um, and we just did that. That was impressive. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, that was my the first time participating yeah. in that. And all the bikers, I mean, come up with their toys. And I mean, it was, they filled the whole parking lot up there. Uh, and we collected toys that day. And uh, I'm telling you, it was great to be a part of something like that. Mm -hmm. So that that's a big event and that's gonna pay dividends when we start to do our Christmas right. uh, for kids and stuff like that, so. So if I have a bunch of stuffed animals, I heard that like if you guys show up in a traffic accident and there's a little kid there, you'll give a stuffed animal. Do you guys want stuffed animals? Yeah, we'll take stuffed animals. You just now they off at a fire department. Yeah, and and we prefer. Uh, the, well, good ones. Don't yeah, the new ones, ones. Uh, because you don't want to give yeah. somebody something from somebody's house or something that that's, has, like, that's been old. On it or right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah. So we, but it. but yeah, we definitely will take toys and the guys use them, put mm -hmm. them to good use. I just think that's sweet. I do too. Yeah, yeah I just like that. It takes a little pressure off of some situations. Mm -hmm. Well, especially yeah. for a kid that you know just had a little accident and just even getting bumped is scary to a little kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, before we close, what are some of the needs that the fire department has that just the average citizen could help you guys with? Some of the needs that the average citizen could have. Oh, yeah, we could, we could all, you know, call our city councilman and tell yeah. them that one thing. Yeah, I, I'd rephrase it and say, how can we be an advocate for you? How can we help what, you? What can we do to help you? That's well, um, you know, a lot of our initiatives and stuff like that, you know, if you're in groups and you mm -hmm. want uh, the fire department to come out and, and talk to a group or something like that to mm -hmm. spread the word on fire safety, that's something that we'd like to do. Uh, you know, we have different groups, you know, elderly groups and, and kids and stuff like that. They may not be getting the full message of safety or how to be safe at home. Mm -hmm. uh, so participating in stuff like that, you know, and... and uh, expressing how important it is to, to yield in traffic, you know, yeah, just yeah. different things like that, right. you know, different initiatives, you know, I think, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we owe it to the taxpayer yeah. to, to be good stewards of, you know, their, their money and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, uh, just making sure our message gets out there that, that, you know, for safety and the things that, that, that we can do, you know, if you're having issues at home and you need a home plan or you need somebody to, to come and look at something in your home or uh, the smoke detector program is probably, you know, uh, getting the word out about people that don't have smoke detectors. Don't would give be, you the smoke. Right, yes, the smoke mm -hmm. detectors are free. So, you know, getting that word out, you know, it's a, it's a thing we work with with the state. Um, calling us, uh, we'll send somebody out to your house, put that smoke detector in, they can check on, you know, a home plan, escape route or something like that while they're there. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the biggest things that I would like the public to take part in because smoke detectors save lives, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're not concerned with working ourselves out of business. We would like to, you know, yeah. I mean, the, those, those guys are, they're not afraid of fire. They like to fight fire, but we like to help people. We like to save people. So getting, Prevention. getting that out there, right. Getting that out there and, and being a part of spreading the word on our prevention uh, initiatives would help greatly. Is there, is there a way that the community that's listening to this to, for them to reach out to you if they want to be involved? Is there someone they can call or? Yes, you know, you can call uh, our main fire station. Um, and, and that's we have, not 911. Uh, no, don't call 911. <laughs> uh, we can, uh, so you, for our smoke alarms, you can call the 645-7462. 
or you can visit ClarksvilleFireRescue.org. Mm. Um, or you can like us on any of our social media, our yeah. Facebook yeah. and stuff like that. We uh, And uh, Captain Rios, he, he mans that and manages yeah. that, and he's very receptive, and he gets back really quick with people. But, you know, if you if you can't reach us on any of those, uh, you can definitely reach us on uh, any of the numbers mm -hmm. or website. Yeah. You can reach us on the social media. Well, we sure appreciate you. I appreciate you, you coming in because I know Thanks. you're really busy and have a lot going on. So Thanks for choosing Clarksville as your home. We are really home. thrilled thank, you're here. Thank you guys for accepting me. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've hit the ground running. You know. It's a good place to live. It is. It is. I have, I have relocated and I, I like it. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.